Welcome to the KBB From the Tap podcast. I'm Managing Editor Leslie Claggett, and this week I'm happy to talk with Brian Brown, Principal Designer of Brian Brown Studio in San Diego, California. He believes that interiors and exteriors should exist as one. By maximizing each design flow of the natural environment and surroundings, he melts the two together to create casual, livable, and functional places that reflect his clients' lifestyles. Attendees at this year's KBIS show will recall that Brian designed the Caesar Stone booth with bath and kitchen vignettes, as well as meeting and display spaces. I love the color and materials palettes you developed for that, Brian. Thank you. Be sure to subscribe to KBB's YouTube channel and click the like button on our videos. You can also subscribe to KBB's From the Tap podcast on such apps as Apple, Spotify, Pandora, and Google Podcasts. And please feel free to leave a review. Today we're going to discuss designing outdoor spaces, a topic as a SoCal guy you know quite well, Brian. Welcome and thank you for joining me. Thank you and thank you for having me. Uh, to, to start out with, could you talk a little bit about the relationship between the natural and the built environments that you find so inspiring? Yeah, well, I think the biggest thing for me is that we're so separated from the natural world. These days we're living 90% indoors, we're attached to devices all the time, and we don't really have the opportunity to get out and enjoy the sun. And, you know, plants and just the smell of fresh air. So I think it's important to meld the two together because we're so removed. And studies have shown the closer you are to uh, nature, the more happy you are and the more fulfilling your life is. So I think melding the two together is very important, especially if you're in an urban area where you don't really have the opportunity to do that. There's ways to do it though. That's so true, so true. Um, here on the East Coast, I'm, I'm not looking forward to the end of summertime. <laughs> well, our summer just continues. <laughs> <laughs> Endless summer there. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> Um, let's talk about uh, how you can join or separate indoor and outdoor spaces. When designing an outdoor space, does it extend the function of the indoors or does it have a function that's distinct and separate from the indoors? Well, it can really go either way. Uh, my gut reaction is to say to meld the two together so there's a seamless, uh, it's just seamless between the two. Uh, especially in an environment like Southern California, where we do have tempered weather year round, it's easy to do that. But I would say separating uh, the indoor and outdoor is a good idea if you have kids in a pool. Um, so there's a clear distinction that they should not come inside wet. Mm -hmm. Or if you're big on gardening, you know, there should be a separate area for that just to, you know, keep the dirt in its own can contained spot but other than that I I really just like mixing the two together and even creating uh seating spaces indoors that speak to a seating space outdoors so it becomes one giant room that leads me to another question um on the aesthetics of the outdoor spaces that you create do they tend to continue the interior design theme or does it have its own distinct character 
It continues. Uh, I do very modern and contemporary work. So there's not a lot of, you know, theming going on. Uh, it's pretty, again, a seamless transition between the indoors and the outdoors. So yeah, it continues outside and the outside continues inside. Even using materials on the inside, we use a lot of natural materials that, uh, you know, give give a sense that you're outdoors. And mm -hmm. uh, we use a lot of outdoor materials that can feel indoors. So we kind of just meld it all together. Okay, okay. Um, you were talking about materials and I assume that's one of the major points in uh, how designing an outdoor space differs from designing an interior environment. Could you speak to, to the types of materials that you do use outside? Yeah, so we actually use a lot of outdoor material inside. So things like Sumbrella, they've come a long way, they're soft uh, and have a nice hand to them now, whereas before they were more just like canvas. Mm -hmm. So we have a lot of active clients. We have a lot of clients with kids and pets. So anything that's durable, that looks good, that can be used on the outside, we usually pull on in the inside as well. Um, mm -hmm. Just so, you know, longevity and durability. People are also very relaxed in Southern California. So they don't like materials that are very fussy and have a lot of upkeep. So yeah, we use a lot of outdoor indoor. Okay. Uh, what kind of outdoor spaces are most in demand in your, your part of the world with your clients? Patios, ground level decks, covered rooms? Well, we kind of run the gamut with that. But I would say most of all, it's decks or patios with full yards. The spaces we tend to see the most are outdoor kitchens, along with a dining area and a lounge area. Okay. Um, do, do people like these spaces attached to the home or are they detached, sort of destination spaces? Actually a combination of the two. So usually the dining area will be under an attached, you know, awning, pergola. Uh, sometimes there's a deck above, so it creates a room and it's, you know, drywalled and there's a TV and a fireplace and it really feels indoor outside. Mm -hmm. um, but then we'll take something and pull it out further into the yard. So there's a there's a reason to go further. There's a reason to use the whole space instead of just sitting in one area and looking at your yard and saying that's pretty, but you don't use it. So we try to make it as functional as possible. So just recalling a project we did not too long ago, we did a, a dining table right outside of the indoor kitchen, along with a little seating area with a fireplace. And then we put the outdoor kitchen kind of deep into the yard. So then it kind of just like expands the space even more. And, you know, there's just more space to entertain. You have two different areas. Everyone likes, you know, entertaining in the kitchen. Everyone gravitates towards there. So when you're entertaining outdoors, everyone's gravitating to that part of the yard that probably wouldn't be used otherwise. Mm -hmm. So you're finding that your clients are willing to give up their open space yards to have built or finished spaces. Oh yeah, I would say we're filling yards more 
more so now than ever in California. We're obviously in a permanent drought, it feels. So having things like lawns aren't really important to people. What's important is saving water, a lot of natural or uh, native plant species, things like that. And then putting patios or fire pits in the outer parts of the yard to kind of fill the space is what we're doing the most of. Okay. Um, when, when you're embarking on an outdoor space project with a client, uh, does the ROI, the return on investment, uh, come up in conversation, particularly with regard to kitchens? It does. Um, for the most part, it does. Some people don't care and want to do whatever they want to do. But it it is a question that's brought up uh, quite often. And what I tell people is you will absolutely get your return. In Southern California, again, we are outside all the time. Uh, if someone ha doesn't have to go through the headache of building an outdoor kitchen or or an outdoor space and the house already comes with it. I think that's a big bonus for buyers because there's nothing worse than going through a remodel or an addition <laughs> or tearing up your entire yard. I, I can attest to that <laughs> personally. <laughs> Move out. <laughs> um, what are your clients looking for in their outdoor kitchens or do they want all the bells and whistles uh is what what's in vogue out there now uh all the bells and whistles really <laughs> yeah definitely so the last two outdoor kitchens we've put them both a standard grill gas grill nice ones um pizza ovens smokers, refrigerators, ice makers, uh, sinks, of course. I'm trying to think if I've missed anything, but, oh, an ice maker in one of them. Of course, of course. Mm -hmm. Do you ever um, incorporate ventilation? No, <laughs> <laughs> because it's outside, it just blows away. Let, let the wind carry <laughs> the smoke away. <laughs> well, we if it were a fully enclosed area, like say, uh, you know, underneath a patio that has a solid top, then mm -hmm. absolutely we would, but most of the time it's uh, not fully covered. Now, I you mentioned in our conversation earlier that uh, there's some emerging restrictions on natural gas in California. So oh, yeah. Do you think that's going to impact your gas griddle and gas appliance installation? I really don't know yet, to be honest. Mm -hmm. um, we'll probably have to switch to propane. Ah, okay. Uh huh. So we'll probably have to start incorporating propane tanks. That's the only thing I can think of right now. It's a new law that just came down the pipeline. Um, home, existing homes that have gas will be able to keep it. It's new construction that won't be able be able to have a gas line. Okay. I don't know if you're doing a remodel or you tear down the house completely, if you can keep the gas line. I haven't read the laws fully, but um, it's definitely a clean air initiative. I get it. It's good for the environment. So I support it. It's just trying to find, <laughs> find a way to have a grill. Have you ever used um, those flat tops? Flat tops. Uh, flat top griddles? Oh, no. 
as opposed no okay no i've never used that no one's requested that i mean there's there's a griddle that you could put inside of the grill as an insert but mm -hmm. separately i haven't okay okay any um you mentioned smokers are those komodo style the big green egg types have you mm -hmm. used those mm -hmm. we have the latest one that we used, I can't remember the brand, but uh, it was really, really pretty, all mosaiced around the entire exterior. So oh, they're beautiful. coming a long way. It's not just the big green egg anymore that oh. <laughs> my dad loves it so much. He talks about it all the time. <laughs> I think they're ugly. <laughs> Unless they're covered with mosaics. <laughs> yeah, that's different. That's different. That's not a big green egg. Um. <laughs> When it comes to, to refrigeration, what are the, the uh, popular requests? Are they, um, do you have multiple refrigeration stations? Is it dedicated beverage cooling? Is it also for food? Both, under counter mostly. So you don't need too, too much refrigeration out there. Um, definitely for drinks, especially if you're close to a pool. So you don't have to, uh, track water inside to get a drink, um, especially kids, they can just go, you know, grab it right from the door mm -hmm. outside. Right. Um, and for food, very small refrigerators, um, just if, the, if someone's prepping and they are entertaining, if they want to keep things outside, so it's already ready to go, that's it. But yeah, little refrigeration, not, not, Nothing crazy. Okay. Um, why don't we talk about seating? Uh, do you favor built-in designs like a, a, a bar um, or elevated seating? Or do you like to work with freestanding portable furniture or maybe a combination of those two? I do both. So generally the outdoor kitchen will have, uh, you know, a bar, not bar height, it's still counter height. So it, it's all even and flows really nicely. And then we'll have counter stools with that. For dining, we do a dining table. Uh, so a little bit traditional in that way. But we don't do anything like built-in benches uh, or anything like that because I feel like it uh, doesn't lend itself to be flexible if you ever want to change things up. Aha, uh -huh. that's a good point. Um, you touched on uh, some different types of shading uh, strategies. Uh, retractable awnings or pergolas. What what's happening out there now in terms of shading? Um, I think the retractable awnings are probably what we're doing the most of, um, and it really depends on the part of the yard that we're talking about. For example, the the project I was talking about earlier, the dining area with the fireplace and the lounge seating, that's totally covered. It has a hard top, mm -hmm. uh, but further out where the kitchen is, it's more of a pergola. Um, our other project that we just did has retractable awnings, so they can control the sun more. They can have the sun when they need it, pull it and pull it closed when they want shade. So it, it's a, I think it's a personal thing, uh, client by client. Mm -hmm. uh, does it ever, um, is your choice of shading uh, mechanisms ever dictated or influenced by the type of house structure? Mm -hmm. I would say so. So 
Uh, I always like to respect the architecture of a house and mm -hmm. usually that's already set by the time we get there. Um, so, you know, something for like a Spanish style home, a nice retractable awning uh, is usually a good call. If it's more contemporary, I just like to use one by one little wood slats over the top and keep it really clean and simple. Um, and some houses already come with the covered patio with the balcony above. Um, so that's already set and a lot of people like that as well. And uh, I would like to know the, the portals between indoors and out. What, what kind of connections to the house are you seeing? And what do you like to specify? Uh, the retractable or telescoping doors, sliders, uh, pass-through windows, or even those overhead garage type doors I've seen done in a, in a plexi. Yeah, we do mostly the retractable doors and large sliders. Uh, my favorite is sliders that pocket into a wall. Sometimes we're not afforded that luxury, but that would be the number one thing I would do. Um, close second would be the retractable doors because they stack to one side. I'd rather not see them at all, but mm -hmm. if we have to, stacking them to one side, I think uh, is the best second option. And then as far as the garage doors go, no, we don't really do that. We do modern and contemporary, but to me that feels more industrial. Sure. And a little bit harder. So yeah, we stay away from that. Yeah, you're a little more sophisticated. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't say sophisticated. <laughs> Just different. Just different. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I've really enjoyed our chat, Brian, and thank you so much for, for sharing your insights on designing outdoor spaces. And uh, hopefully you can join us again on KBB's From the Tap podcast. Thank you. I'd love to. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye.